Morning, everybody. Good morning. Welcome to the live devotion this morning. Um, you will see maybe a slight change in my appearance, and uh, I've decided to grow up again. So, uh, <laughs> so my morning routine has has commenced again. So my face is a bit cleaner and open, more open and smoother. <laughs> All right. So welcome. Let me just give a few moments for a few people to to log on. Good morning, Elworthy Tobela. It's good to see you here. Bless you. Who else is here? Just give me a wave or a shout or a hello or a Hello, Marietta. It is lekker om al te sien elke ochtend. Altyd lekker. So who else is on here? All right. A few shy people. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> bless you. I'm going to um, to just start. Oh, good morning, Janine. Hello. Um, I'm going to to start. Good morning, my wife. Greeting as Christ Life Ministries. Good morning. <laughs> Where is it, Nico? Okay, is Nico greeting as Christ Life Ministries? All right, Miss Kimi Janet. <laughs> Greet as yourself, Ma. Okay, good morning. <laughs> okay, uh, you might have seen the title already. Uh, you suffer in vain. And um, obviously, there's a few things on this earth that is outside of your control. Okay, so that's not what I'm speaking about now. And but I just want to make this statement: that is not suffering is not the purpose of God. It's not a purpose. Of God, it's not God sending it. God has no hand in suffering. Um, the prophets didn't prophesy of the sufferings of the church. First Peter one says the prophets prophesied of the sufferings of Christ and the glory that should follow them. All right. So, uh, hello, Lara. Good to meet you. Good Bless you, man. Okay. So, the prophets prophesied of the sufferings of Christ. First Peter chapter one and the glory that should follow. So, God's agenda is glory. Okay. As uh, so God says that um, the knowledge of the glory of the Lord will cover the earth like the waters cover the sea. Now, I don't know when last you've seen the waters covering the sea. The ocean is vast. It's bigger than the dry land. It's massive. Okay. So just imagine the glory of God and knowledge of glory of God covering the earth like that. Like there's no place where it isn't. It's everywhere, manifested glory of God. And that's God's agenda. That's what he's busy doing, and that's what, he's, that's what he's busy manifesting in his church. God wants to remove all suffering from this earth. God is not into suffering. He suffered himself so that we can live without suffering. All right, so, but now in the midst of suffering, we live in a fallen, broken world. All right, so I, I'm in Romans 8 still. It says here, um, verse 16, The Spirit himself does testify together with our own spirit, assuring us that we are children of God. And if we are his children, then we are his heirs also, heirs of God and fellow heirs with Christ, sharing his inheritance with him. So what is that inheritance? Father, give me the glory that I had before the foundation of the earth. So before, before Jesus became a man, before Jesus came to this earth, that glory, Father, 
glorify me so that you can be glorified, so that I can glorify you. Okay, so glorify me, John chapter 17. The glory that you've given me, I have given to them. All right, so he says here later in Romans 8, also those who are justified, he glorified. So God's agenda is glory. All right, I want, I want us to see that. That's the inheritance. The inheritance is his glory. He wants to show his glory. So anything that looks like God's glory is what we're supposed to have. That's miraculous healing power. That's glory. That is supernatural joy and peace. That's glory. Provision. Uh, anything that is causing pressure, that is causing suffering, is not God's glory. But in the midst of it, okay, I'll get to that. All right. So, but it says, only we must share his suffering if we are to share his glory. Okay, what's that suffering? So, he walked on this earth in a human body. He walked on this earth in a human body. So, this earth, Romans chapter 5, verse 12, uh, sin entered into the world and death through sin. So, Adam messed up and Adam brought death into creation. And that knowledge of good and evil, that death, that separation from the presence of God, which the knowledge of good and evil essentially brought, is the suffering. So the suffering is not being aware of His presence. The suffering is not being close to God in manifestation. Now, God doesn't want us to not be in His presence. That's absolutely not what i'm saying but what i am saying is in the midst of this broken world in a human body god wants us to look to him so that his glory can manifest here but for that glory to manifest we must be in a human body and for us to be in a human body is suffering all right so he wants his glory to cover the earth how is he going to do it through his body which is the church and for us to be in a body is suffering. <laughs> so we are in this body. We are in a broken world. We are still in the body of, of humiliation. So Philippians chapter 3 says, um, He will also transform our body into the body of His glory. The body of our humiliation into the body of His glory. So God wants to manifest His glory in our bodies. But for him to manifest his glory in our bodies, we need to be alive in our bodies on this earth. And if we are alive on this earth, we will experience suffering until that glory manifests. I hope you're getting what I'm saying. Okay, so I've referred to this before. I'm going to come back to uh, Romans chapter 8, but in Hebrews chapter 5 verse 7, just want to read this again. In the days of his flesh... Jesus offered up definite special petitions for that which he not only wanted but needed and supplications with strong crying and tears to him who was always able to save him out from death. So where was Jesus? In a, in a human body on this earth and sin entered into the world and death through sin on this earth. So creation, we'll go back to Romans 8, uh, is, was suffering under the burden of death because of Adam. So because of that, Jesus in that body had strong cryings to the Father who was always able to save him from death. Okay? And he was heard. 
because of his reverence toward God, his godly fear and piety, in that he shrank from the horrors of separation from the bright presence of the Father. So the suffering is the horror. The suffering is to be separated from the Father. So the less of the glory we experience, the greater is the suffering. So you might be suffering internally, but you have accepted it as normal. You might be suffering in your soul dimension, <laughs> but you have accepted it as okay. Because we've learned through comforts of modern age and technology and some things that wealth can, can give us, we've learned to uh, make the best of where we are. <laughs> we've learned to be comfortable on this earth. And we are, we are satisfied with very little. Okay, what God has for us, the inheritance that we have for us. If we know what that is, we will not be needlessly suffering in the realm, Touchfield Sea realm of this earth. So all the suffering can be, can be completely dissolved and destroyed by us going for the glory. And when the glory manifests, the suffering stops. The more the glory, the manif glory manifests, the less suffering you have in yourself and around you. So you can minimize suffering in your life and in the lives of people around you. You can make it less. Okay? So in the natural realm, without the Spirit of God, everything is suffering. <laughs> this, whole, this world is full of suffering. Just being alive is suffering. Just having to go through a day involves some some kind of suffering some kind of thing how much effort does it take for a human to just be alive to just remain alive okay uh, all the work that goes into making food cleaning up uh, especially if you have children <laughs> so i'm not say, i'm i'm not complaining and saying i'm suffering with my children that's not i'm just trying to make a point here so in the midst of everything that's, that's giving you resistance, you, I mean, you, you can't, well, if you sit all day doing nothing, sit on your chair all day doing nothing, you can do that, and you can do that for the most of your life if you want to, but then nothing is going to change in your circumstances. Nothing is going to change in your degree of suffering and I think the greatest suffering that then occurs there is just the, that you don't have any purpose you you feel you you're in agony because your life isn't going nowhere and you you're not you're not serving a purpose but the greatest purpose that you have is to know Jesus the greatest purpose that you have is to step into his glory the greatest purpose that you have is to know him inside you, to let him fill you completely, and to let him shine through you, and you then have the power to ease the suffering of other people. You even lay hands on people, and their sickness goes. I mean, that's a much greater purpose than just seeing how little you can do in life to get by. That's a much greater dream a much greater goal to go after the manifest power of God the healing power 
to ease the suffering of people, to, to destroy sickness in their bodies, to open blind eyes and deaf ears, the power of Jesus Christ. That's a much higher goal than just seeing how early you can retire and how much money you can get together. Okay? Holiday, uh, to be on holiday perpetually isn't life's greatest goal. You will get bored within a month, two months at the most. Okay, your, your life is not about getting money together to retire. And if that is the, the pattern that you followed, it's fine. It's really fine. But you have Jesus with you now. So in whatever you're doing, whatever you're doing daily is not what I'm addressing now. What I'm speaking about is, is your heart searching after him? Because God's purpose is to fill this earth with his glory. And you can fill this earth with his glory doing whatever job or not doing whatever job. But this is the higher purpose to know him. This is the higher purpose to be completely set free from natural human body suffering, human soul suffering by being united with him and completely surrendered to him. That's the higher purpose. So you have a purpose, you have a goal. But most of us don't know what our goal is. Most of us, just, we're just here and we hope that something better happens so that we can just feel better about ourselves. Listen, you have a role to play. Okay? And the role that you, have, that, that, that you need to, to fulfill is to seek him out. Okay? So I want to just go back quickly to Hebrews chapter 5. So Jesus, just look at his life. He, he, he was not concerned for himself at all. He didn't, he didn't have a pension fund. Okay. Is a pension fund wrong? No, I'm not really, 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 really not bashing a pension fund. It's a good thing. I'm not against pensions and I'm not against retirement. Really, that's not what I'm on about. I'm just saying there's something higher. There's something greater. Jesus was not concerned for himself at all. His life was not about you know, protecting his own wickets. It was not about that at all. His life was sacrificial love. It was a higher purpose to ease the suffering of all the people on the earth. Okay? So, um, wherever he went, he healed the sick. He raised the dead. He cleansed the lepers. He brought words that brought life and light to people. He brought forgiveness to people that was suffering under the burden of condemnation, okay? He was, he was lightening the load. He was not pointing a finger at anyone, okay? But he, and, he, and he rebuked those who oppressed him, okay? So the only people that, that, that Jesus spoke harshly to or sternly to was those that put burdens on people, undue suffering on people. So they made the suffering worse. The religion will make your life worse. It will make the burden too heavy to carry. So I'm not saying that you need to change your life by religion. That's exactly the opposite of what I'm saying. What will, what will although it will even give you a goal, it's, that's maybe even better than just sitting. <laughs> but, but it's a goal in the wrong direction, so don't go for religion. <laughs> but what I'm saying is, Jesus in you can change all suffering. So you have a goal on this earth, and your goal is to know Jesus, to be acquainted with him, to, 
to see Him, to get to know Him, to experience the wonder of His person, to be satisfied and filled with Him, to, to, to really be one with Jesus and to let Him live in and through you. So the, the more you are surrendered to Jesus, the less you are suffering within yourself. Okay, no more self-inflicted suffering. There's so much, most of the things that people, uh, no, most of the burdens that people carry is self-inflicted. Most of the burdens that people carry is because we do not, uh, we, we do not stand up and fulfill our role. And here's our role. Hebrews chapter 5 verse 7, again, he says, uh, Jesus offered up special petitions, okay, definite special petition so he was uh, intentional with it he didn't just experience the suffering of the human body and say oh c'est la vie. this is just how it is this is life okay this is now how it is okay what he did was he said no i can't i can't stay in this realm he pressed in and he with definite strong cries and special petitions, definite petitions, he cried out to the Father who was always able to save him from death. So the Father's life came and manifested in him, even in the midst of suffering. Okay? Um, so he was even appointed to suffer for us. He was, apart from being in a human body, apart from being tempted in every respect as we are, without even sinning. What suffering is it to be able to resist sin? Uh, never sin, but be in a human body, okay? So, but, but apart from that, he, he received the punishment for all of us also, and he never sinned, and he never complained, and he never spoke out anything against the Father. And that was what the Father appointed. That was the cup that he had to drink, okay? So that was, that was his portion, but in every respect in his life, definite petitions, strong cries to God who was able to save him from death. All right? And then later he laid down his life because it was a tested life. It was a perfect life. It was a blameless life having stood the test of all the temptations and sufferings that humanity cannot stand. Okay, so he went through that. He is the gold tested in the fire. He is the purified vessel. He is the holy one. He is that one. We couldn't do it. We couldn't do the burden of the law. The burden is too much. The suffering is too great. And we couldn't do it. All right, but he could. And now through his death, we have died to sin, to the to the condition of humanity without God and also we have died to the religion that kept people in bondage to that sinful body sinful nature all right we have died to sin Romans 6 and we've died to the law Romans chapter 7 all right so in Christ we are now free we are alive in him in Christ we have been raised from the dead and seated with him in heavenly places so in christ all of these things all of these sufferings are under our feet in christ so what is our role this is our role intentionally go and seek him out especially if you are uh, 
under pressure from circumstances, especially if you are suffering in some regard in this natural realm. Okay, so if ever you experience suffering, okay, turn to him and go for the glory. He says here, let me just continue in Romans chapter 8. Romans chapter 8, he says, But what of that? For I consider that the sufferings of this present time, this present life, are not worth being compared with the glory that is about to be revealed in us and for us and conferred on us. There's glory coming to you. How is the glory going to come? Intentionally seek out Jesus with definite petitions and strong cryings. Okay, look to him, look away from the suffering, look away from this. And when the glory manifests, and it's not going to be long. First Peter 5 says, after you've suffered a little while. <laughs> a little while is just as long as it takes for you to surrender to the Spirit of God. Okay, just as long as it takes for us to find our refuge in his word and abide in his word. Just as long as it takes for us to turn our full attention to him uh, with the goal of of knowing him and of bringing him to the rest of the world to end the suffering of this world okay so so um as jesus was the the hero of this world he gave up his own natural life he lost it so that he could gain the spiritual life he's calling us upwards and for us to leave our natural existences and to receive a much higher calling, a much higher life, which is supernatural, which is the glory of God, even while in the flesh body. He is calling us upward so that we could bring the glory of God to others. So internally, not one more second of suffering. The kingdom is righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. The kingdom is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. So there's no condemnation. There's no burden of shame and guilt. There's no burden of condemnation. Okay. There's no burden of sickness because the kingdom is signs and wonders and miracles. Uh, Nicodemus said, uh, we know that you must be from God because no one can do these signs and wonders and miracles unless God is with him. And Jesus said, you must be born again to enter the kingdom. So the kingdom is the signs and wonders and miracles. The kingdom of God is God's authority being exerted on this earth. So if God uh, exerts his authority on this earth, God's sovereignty looks like this. God's rule, his government, his, his authority, his power looks like this. The sick are healed, the blind see, the deaf hear. In Matthew chapter 11, when John the Baptist uh, sent his disciples to Jesus. John was offended because he was stuck in prison. And he said, are you the one? Or shall we wait for another? Okay. I mean, he baptized him. He saw the dove coming. The Holy Spirit come in the form of a dove and alighting. Okay. He saw it all. He said, John chapter 2, behold the Lamb of God that comes to take away the sin of the world. I think it's John 2. <laughs> so he saw it. He was, he said, There's the, there he is. He, he, he's, there he is. He, he recognized him and he saw him. And now he comes, now that he's in prison. Are you the one or shall we, shall we wait for another one? And because he got offended at Jesus, 
This is what Jesus said to him. He says, go tell John what you both see and hear. The blind receive their sight. The deaf hear. The lame walk. And the poor have the gospel preached to them. And blessed are those who are not offended at me. Okay? On account of me. All right? So when we blame God for our suffering, that offense causes us to get stuck in prison. That offense causes, well, eventually John's head was cut off. Even after he prophesied, I must decrease and he must increase. John chapter 3, verse 30. All right. But the point is, God, it was never God's purpose for John the Baptist, his head to be cut off. He could have through even, I mean, he had the Messiah with him. He could have lived. He was offended at Jesus instead of asking his disciples to, to speak to Jesus, to pray for him or something. Okay, that's just speculation because, yeah, that's just how I see it. But what I'm saying is, offense towards God for the suffering that you're experiencing is going to keep you in your suffering. That's what I'm saying. Okay? But when you look to Him, and in spite of the suffering, you start glorifying Him. You start praying, praying praising Him. Okay? So, uh, even if the fig tree does not blossom, even if the stalls are empty, even, 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 Habakkuk chapter 3, yet I will praise the Lord, the God of my salvation. Okay? He's my strength and my song. He's my, he's my strength. Okay? He makes my feet like Heinz feet. Right, so, when persecution comes on account of the glory, is there suffering? Well, obviously, because... Um, when they persecute the church, they, 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 they try to kill them. They try to destroy them. Paul was thrown to the lions at Ephesus. Paul was thrown in the open sea for three days. Paul was stoned at Lystra. Paul received 39 lashes three, two times. Okay? He was persecuted. I mean, they wanted to throw him off a cliff in Jerusalem. <laughs> so... There was persecution, but there's a greater suffering than that. And that is a hopelessness. People living outside of God, people living outside of His glory. I would rather suffer persecution and be filled and under the control of the Holy Spirit than live in luxury and be void of His presence. That's the greater suffering. That purpose to know God will not go away. So whatever your life has, has thrown at you, um, I think your expectation of how life should have been may have been a little bit misplaced because we, the picture we have has been given to us by tradition, has been given to us by how we grew up and what our goals are, you know, our educational goals and, and our career goals and you know personal development in, in all those things those goals seem to define a successful life for us 
But do you know that there are people who have all those accolades? They drive the AMG Mercedes. They drive the maybe even a Ferrari. They have the nice furniture in the big house and the all that in the game farm and you know as people's got all those things all those things but they've got a void inside themselves they've got no purpose because christ is the higher purpose and they've never seen it is it wrong for them to be rich no i pray that all of us will be rich okay richer than you can imagine that's god's heart for you so there's nothing wrong with being rich but it's suffering even when you have all the money in the world but you don't have god and that suffering is needless that suffering is in vain the the suffering that you experience emotionally inside your heart is in vain you you don't have to suffer like that the suffering that you're experiencing in your mind self-accusation disappointment in yourself things didn't turn out like you thought you worked hard all your life and now this is what you have to show or this is what you don't have to show for it <laughs> listen if you have christ they can take your things away they can beat you they can grind you to the ground they can shoot you they can do whatever they want you have joy and you have peace if you have christ they can smash up everything you have and you have joy and you have peace yeah, they can do anything but nothing can touch you okay if you if you detach yourself from material things you, the value that you carry within yourself from material things and you realize your value is determined by the price that was paid for you and that is the blood of jesus if you understand how much he loves you and how great he values you you're a pearl of great price you are the the crown of his creation you are you are the glory of god he wants to lift you up and show you to the world he wants to fill you with himself and display himself in you all right so this is a greater purpose than making all the choices that you thought you had to make to I mean there's so many sacrifices that people make in order to get ahead in life and do this and do this and do this how about just taking some time in the day and be intentional about looking looking to jesus do you know that the suffering that you carry in yourself will stop that the anguish that you experience is be it's not because all your circumstances are not right but maybe it is because you're not experiencing him not not fulfilled knowing him being one with him all right so and all of that suffering is in vain so i want you to know this that even if persecution comes he's there and you will not feel the suffering it will not touch you jeremiah chapter 17 says blessed is the man who's who's in whose trust the lord whose trust is in the lord he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers and he will not feel it when heat comes and it will bear fruit in its seasons and his and that same tree is described in revelation the the leaves were for the healing of the nations the, the tree has a purpose <laughs> the tree is bearing fruit the, the tree is standing next to the river all the other trees are in the desert and they 
they're dying without Christ. And it also in Jeremiah chapter 17 describes the tree that is, that is not trusting in Jesus. It shall be, be like a dried up shrub in the desert in a, in a wasted salt land. Okay? So, uh, so I don't want to be a dried up shrub in a salt land. You can be dried up even while having the most luxurious life. Okay? There's people, if you just look at celebrities, who's got access to everything money can buy. Okay? They're, they're in anguish. They're suffering. They're hooked on drugs. They are, and, and the suffering just increases. And they try to fill the void with all kinds of things. Okay? That suffering is needless. You can be free in an instant by looking to Jesus. All right, so um, I never got to all the other things that I wanted to say, but I think that the point came over. So creation uh, is subject to frailty, not by some intentional fault on its part, but by the will of him who so subjected it. That's Adam. Now there's death and, and destruction in the world, but do you know that Jesus came? The thief only comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But I have come that you may have life and have it more abundantly. So if he comes in the midst of all this destruction, and he says, my purpose is to bring you life, man, then maybe my purpose has something to do with knowing him and receiving that life. <laughs> if he went through all of that, if he sacrificed so much, to get this life to you. Maybe it's worth taking a look at. Maybe it's, it's something that we can embrace and incorporate into our hearts and into our lives. I want to tell you that God is ready to take away your suffering. He's standing with his hands open up to you if you would just turn and receive it. If you would just turn in, in any moment, in, in, in every moment, just turn and receive what he has done for you. Receive what he what he's pouring out to you receive the flow of the river of blessings the river of life that is is constantly streaming your way he wants you to be filled with himself if you could just turn and receive it we all if we could just turn and receive it you will have joy unspeakable and full of glory okay <laughs> so we need to turn to him and we need to receive it okay so second corinthians chapter 4 i just want to quickly mention this um he says uh, verse 7 we possess this precious treasure the divine light of the gospel in frail human vessels of earth that the grandeur and the exceeding greatness of the power may be shown to be from god and not from ourselves and that's the point that's why we still need to be in our, in our human bodies. God wants to show himself in broken vessels, in, in this human vessels. He wants to show his glory through your imperfect body, through your body subject to temptations. He wants to show his glory there and turn your body of humiliation into the body of his glory. Okay, that's his purpose. So the, the purpose is not to die and go to heaven, oh, in the sweet pine by one day. No. Here, right now, in the midst of it all, he wants to manifest his glory in your life and take away your suffering and all the suffering of the people around you also. You are, you are called for the, for the purpose. Okay? So you, so you are supposed to be the hero in this, in this thing in your life. <laughs> Get the picture in your head. 
you spend your life as a hero for other people. Okay, so I, I know this sounds funny, and I think if Marnes ever ever um, listens to this message, he will fall off his chair laughing because we we we, we kind of laughed at this religious idea of people calling one another hero and all kind of thing that <laughs> hello hero you know that kind of thing um don't worry it's a it's a it's a joke if marries if you see this it's for you okay but but um but just think of that you sacrifice all the stuff that you can have in a natural life i mean i could have had a career uh, i'm a qualified attorney i could have gone and get myself a bmw but but that's not that's not what my life is about so we have a greater purpose, and the greater purpose is to know Jesus and to ease the suffering of people and to bring revelation and light and life to the lives of people. Okay, now also verse 15, no, verse 17, it says, For a light momentary affliction, the slight distress of the passing hour. Okay, natural life, touchfield sea realm, without God. Okay, is ever more and more abundantly preparing and producing and achieving for us an everlasting weight of glory. So it helps manifesting the glory. Why? Because it, it, it's in such a stark contrast to God that we know what to look away from. Okay? And then we look to Him and the glory manifests even in this circumstances. He says, uh, this light momentary affliction, the slight distress of the passing hour is ever more and more abundantly preparing and producing and achieving for us an everlasting weight of glory beyond all measure, excessively surpassing all comparisons and calculations, a vast and transcendent glory and a blessedness never to cease. Man, God's blessing will never cease. His glory will never cease. So that which manifests in your life is there forever. It's not going to cease. It's not going to stop. It's only there to get more. The kingdom of God, of the increase of his government and peace, there shall be no end. Okay, verse 18. Since we consider and look not to the things that are seen, but to the things that are unseen. So if your gaze is, is directed toward the seen, your internal suffering will increase. But if your gaze is directed towards Christ... The unseen. Uh, set your minds at the things which are above where Christ is seated. Colossians chapter 3 verse 1. Uh, set your minds and keep it set there. Okay? So if, you, if your mind is there, if, you, if, if your attention is there, your suffering will decrease. All right? It's, we need to be intentional about this. You, we, we are suffering needlessly. We need to take our responsibility, so, so to speak, seriously and get up and get to know Jesus. Spend intentional time getting to know Him. Spend time praying in the Spirit. Spend time reading the Word. Spend time worshiping God for the sake of worshiping God. Not worshiping God in order to improve my skills, musical skills. Worship God. Even if you can't play music, even if you can't carry a tune, don't worry. Just worship Him. He loves what you sing. Even if other people may, may not. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Worship Him. Spend time worshiping Him. Spend time praying spend time reading the word get to know jesus okay uh, abiding the word all right since we consider and look not to the things which are seen but to the things that are unseen for the th things that are visible are temporal brief fleeting but the things that are invisible are deathless and everlasting eternity places things in perspective okay so we can have eternal blessedness or people can withdraw to eternal misery if you read hebrews chapter 10 the last few verses i don't want eternal misery i don't want to withdraw from the light withdraw from the glory and and experience that 
all the time and withdraw to eternal misery. I want to come out into the light. I want to know his glory. I want to know him. All right? So, uh, but we are not of those, says Hebrews chapter 10, that, draw, that draws back and shrinks away in fear. But our way, verse 39, are not a, that of those who draw back to eternal misery and are utterly destroyed, but we are of those who believe, who cleave to, trust, rely on God through Jesus Christ and by faith preserve the soul. Your soul needs to be preserved in the word of God, in the glory of God. You need to experience him and have fellowship with him. Your soul needs to be transformed by the renewal of your mind. So uh, you don't have to experience misery. That's the opposite of what God has for you. So may you be blessed. May all suffering stop or at least start to decrease. And may you know his grace and his peace. And may you know joy, unspeakable, full of glory. May you know him and see his face. The outside world doesn't have to be perfect for you to, to know true joy and to know true grace and peace. All right. So I hope this word has done something for you. Let me just see. I just want to read some comments and just see who's here. Um, yeah, Benny is here. Hello, Benny and Erika. <clears throat> Hello, Isaac Buire. Did I say that correct? From Uganda. Bless you, man. And um, uh, my lovely wife, Lene. Hello. Okay, there's Janine also. Again, bless you, Janine. It's good to have you there. It's so nice to see your name there every day. So anyway, I don't see any testimonies or prayer requests. So it must be going super well in everyone's life. <laughs> <laughs> but now it's going to go even weller, okay? <laughs> so may you be blessed. May you experience grace and peace. May you experience the burning fire of the love of Jesus, and the joy and the peace, his goodness and his kindness in your heart. May you know him through and through. May you be filled with him through and through. May you be a body holy, filled and flooded with God himself. In Jesus' name. Thank you for watching. See you again tomorrow morning. Amen.